0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the 9th, 2014. I hope you're all ready for this incredible winter you're going to have. Uh, if you thought last winter was bad enough in a good parts of Canada and the States, and elsewhere for that matter. Because we really are under tremendous uh, weather control, basically. It's weather control. Uh, Stuff that started off as weather warfare a long, long time ago Is now weather control across a good part of the planet And most folk don't know because they don't look up from the little gadgets they're playing with all the time And it's so much fun, apparently But it's just astonishing how rapidly uh, each agenda Which is set out and talked about and published in many, many articles Over many, many years, sometimes a hundred years Come to fruition and you can see them happening in your lifetime The things that people uh, Are conditioned often to accept are coming along Through their movies and their other eco-movements And all the different things that you hear about all the time And their brainwashing at school too Where they really push all the, the new stuff for that generation that's going to face it all So that they'll accept it much more easily It, it always comes true Because you see and I'll touch on this tonight too, smart cities, things like that. But you're under, everything's smart now. Smart cars, smart bombs, smart, you name it, everything's smart, except the general population apparently. And they do surveys on the population constantly to see that your IQ is constantly plummeting. So they're on, they're on, they're on, on routes with their agenda, uh, up to date with where they want to be at this particular time, as we all seem to be turning into zombies. And uh, it's quite fascinating to me to to read some of the big players' own books about it, like Brzezinski and so on, when they go through, uh, say, technotronic technology and warfare used on the general populations by their own governments, which would pacify them or make them angry or depressed or whatever it happens to be, just by altering the frequencies. old technology again, but it's everywhere now with cell towers across the whole planet. So... We're under smart, smart management, you see. Everything's smart management. Smart schools, uh, smart management, smart buses to get them to school and back, and smart cars, etc. which means that what used to be left to you, all the decision-making in, in the cars and so on, are really up to the, the guys who put the programs in and are constantly monitoring it. I, I can... The other night on a late-night radio show, there was a guy... Who gets phenomenal money for some TV show he has on cars It's been going on for an awful long time The same kind of guys that give you the write-ups on automobiles And, and it's just like the old gourmet things The Guys who were gourmets and would give chefs and restaurants great write-ups or bad ones Depending on how he felt Or who was paying him give them a bad one And you find that uh, And also obviously giving them A good pay to under the table To give them a good one It's the same with cars and everything else too And this guy was, was all lauding All the wonderful technology of new cars And all the rest of it It was quite fascinating to listen to His guff, good term that, good name Guff you see We don't use it enough today and the guff was just flowing out of this guy with all their smart chips and cars and smart everything and, and how they can even program your car remotely uh, from, from all the self towers and so on uh, and update the computer in it. Uh, of course, you won't know what's has been done or even what they've done to it. Don't mind hacking the darn thing when you're driving it uh, and maybe giving you a, a, a lady die uh, maneuver under in a tunnel somewhere. But the thing is, This is old technology, uh, but they're going to have some my head now that the chips are so cheap getting all made in China, you see. But I'm smart, and it's all to take control away from you in every area of your life. Quite fascinating and quite funny in some ways, because life is rather funny, especially the way we we accept everything that comes our way. Uh, I've even noticed the people at the gas pumps, uh, when they're going in, they don't complain as much as they used to do. I used to hear them bitching all the time with a few cents going up in a litre or a gallon. Uh, but now it's just called quiet and accept things. It's, it's, they've been trained to accept everything. Isn't that amazing that, eh? But uh, we're constantly being worked on by the smart guys that give you smart everything. And, and they know, since they're smart, how you should live and work and, and, and behave and, and, and all the rest of it. Because uh, we're pretty dumb, apparently, you see. It was quite interesting to go into the the old histories of the class society, as opposed to this supposed classless society, which has never existed. But the class society is alive and well. And one of the worst classes, really, is the middle class ones who work in technology for their masters, the really stinking rich elite ones, you know, the 1% and uh, and how snobbish they become with all their, their organisations as they flatter each other and, and pat each other on the back for being so clever uh, and managing whole herds of people. Uh, and, of course, the more they, they use terminology like that, and they do use that kind of terminology, the more they despise the herd that they're supposed to be managing. And that truly is a, a human trait, uh, and it's, it will always be with us, unfortunately, I think, and you can make anybody like that a real snob. You can. I mean, I, I've told the story about the postman in the last place I lived, how they gave him a hat. He never had a hat before that, but he gave him a hat. And by God, this guy turned into a, a little major domo uh, and started going around. And I saw him measuring the heights of the post box off the ground, uh, place after place, and, and leaving notes there about fines and fees if you didn't comply. Even though you're on a dirt road, And the height kept altering according to the gravel they'd put on it It would would lower it, you see And then it would get worn down And then then the post would be higher again So, and I had words with this guy a few times And and, and then he gave him a little sign for his car Postman And it, well, he got even worse He got even worse And so I said, you better give us special post boxes here Once we can crank up and down to suit you, you know And then he said, "Oh, it it wasn't far enough from the side of the road, etc., etc." Well, the the road itself kept winding and and narrowing, according to all the gravel they put down, and and it would get flattened down again. But that's how people are. I know a woman who had cows, milking milking cows, and she had a lead cow that she put the bell on, and for years uh, uh, the rest of them would follow. You see, no problem at all and eventually she changed uh, the bell on a different one and this passive cow suddenly became aggressive to the rest of them and rather nasty. Uh, these traits may be all through, through the living species. It's just astonishing, isn't it? It really is astonishing. But yeah, you get really nobodies. And there's lots of nobodies today that are made somebodies by the movements that are being designed by the elite. To take more control into their own hands And away from all of you And they use these middlemen uh, to, to take over and manage us all You see uh, In a more smart fashion It's just absolutely fascinating To see how it all works And how snobbish they become it's like The old stories about the, the employees Of the very wealthy Houses The staff in the 1800s and in the early 1900s, and how the staff themselves become more snobbish than the folk that they worked for. And that's true, you know. A lot of them did. Uh, because they despised the, the the folk outside, mainly because they were afraid of them. Otherwise, if they weren't working in that big house and cleaning the floors and taking away the chamber pots, they might be working in some rotten, dirty factory somewhere, and they would have, have to be one of them. Quite amazing, isn't it? Sad thing. And it's true, you see, humanity really is not logical. There are many traits built into humanity that others have studied for an awful long time, centuries and centuries and centuries. And that's why Bernays was so successful. Because he came from a long, long lineage of people who studied purchasers, people who bought things from people like themselves, or ancestors. And they could find all the traits out and the snobbish traits, and what appeals to snobbery too to be different. People forget, in fact, even in the 1800s, even in other countries uh, in in earlier periods, certain things couldn't be worn by the peasantry. And when silk came out too, it was forbidden in England for ordinary folk to wear any kind of silk. It's kind of a joke too, because they couldn't afford it. But if they could afford it, uh, it'd have been a a, a really big offence to wear it. You'd be pretentious, you see. And the elite have to have all that kind of thing. And you also when you go into the histories of France, especially, one of the most decadent countries at times in history, uh, where the, the big ladies in, in the 1700s and 1800s had huge parties and balls and all that, and, uh, and, and they would order their finery, their finery that their dressing and, and jewelry and so on, especially made just for that one party. And they wouldn't wear it again Isn't that And there was one of them Wore a birdcage in her hair They made them so darned high It was like three stories high Just to be different than all the rest Vanity and pomposity Quite something, isn't it? Scary, that Now the wise people, of course Down through the ages Studied us, all of us And they knew How they could manipulate us because we're not quite logical, you see, this this thing called humanity, we're human, human, human is not a, if you're human you're not a robot, you're not Mr. Spock in Star Trek You have other things, other drives, all these things working uh, subconsciously, and uh, you have emotions, you have a lot of emotions all working sometimes against each other at times and not quite logical because of it you, you have fancies for things You fancy things now and then Which again is our emotional thing As opposed to a necessity Something which is necessary So this has been well studied How we really, really tick And that's how we're so well managed too Especially today, you know, you live in such big, big cities, the super cities. Because Plato talked about it, that they'd really this new order would come in through cities, the construction of cities, artificial constructions where an artificial society would be set up. Because people inside cities exist to create some other abstract thing called money, as opposed to just growing what you need and eating it and so on, or hunting. You use coinage for money. Uh, some kind of currency, and you everything that you need in a city must be brought in to you in the city. Therefore, the cities would be the dynamos, in a sense, to uh, bring in and dominate the world. And now we have super, super cities, and, and again, down to smart cities. Commerce, commerce, commerce rules, you see. And once again, in the city, because you're an artificial artificial uh, construction, you've been brought up with a lot of traits that you don't know that you actually have and a lot of little fears you don't know you actually have because as you're growing up, you'll, you'll start to realise uh, before you earn money, that money's a real necessity in the city and you, that creates a fear if you don't have it. Therefore, you, you either compensate for it and, and go through university and go to economics and things like that uh, and make lots of cash or, or, or a charred, or become a charred accountant. Because folk who make money Make money off of folk making money As opposed to actually making something useful That's how the world really is The, the cabinet maker uh, And so on At the bottom, they don't make the cash It's all the middlemen above them who make the cash And the guys that live off of them There's a whole, a whole business industry Living off of you And then you add modern government into it And now you got a huge monster Living off of you All for good purposes supposedly with all their different agencies and so on So we're told And they live better than you do And you're at the bottom actually making things That, that, to, to, that are useful and necessary You see it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic system And very few folks stop to analyse it and think about it Because they're kept, as Plato said They must have lots of entertainment in a city They're kept entertained Since really You just can't go for a walk in the country In the city Unless you're way on the outskirts In some cities it's just all flat Or motorways around it So you can't just head off and get lost for the day And come back later on In a walk that is And therefore everything must be entertained within the city Artificial entertainment In the old days folk entertained themselves Not so long ago by the way Children did the same thing they, 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 they lived in little towns and villages And they'd be, they'd be off for the whole day somewhere else Exploring streams and brooks And tr- climbing trees and all that kind of thing uh, And they were never bored Never bored Plus they were healthy because they, they could a lot of exercise uh, Obesity was unknown But today everything is artificial And the more artificial it becomes The more artificial the people become because then they think it's normal to have all these extra gadgets and so on to keep you entertained and the gadgets themselves aren't just entertaining you they're conditioning you for the next part of the agenda for the eco-friendly stuff and all that stuff that the, that all the big corporations are in on even on the big corporations that supposedly are the biggest polluters because it's got nothing to do with reality it's agenda driven everything's agenda driven absolutely everything you all know of the Agenda 21, the Agenda for the 21st Century, by the United Nations, uh, and the Millennium Project, they were different names for the same thing, and as soon as the public, uh, and the dissenters, as they call folk who are aware of it, they're now a dissenter, you see, because you chat about it, then... They changed the names all the time and even had that on the website too uh, from the United Nations to use this or that or a whole, but six, half a dozen terms are using for it now. Sustainability is another term for the same thing. Smart growth is another term. Things like that. And the whole idea is to get you living into communes, communitarian areas, you see, where you can get managed because you're not going to be driving uh, about, oh, maybe even 20 years' time, maybe less than 20 years, in fact. Drastically reduced by 2021. So you'll be stuck in your little communitarian area and you'll be living in austerity, which means basic essentials, but they'll still make sure you get lots of apps and cheap gadgets and things to keep you entertained and get your direct orders from the agencies that are all running you. It's all planned and it's getting implemented in different countries in the world right now, in fact. They've tested it out on on islands across the world, different parts of it as well, to iron out the flaws, so it all works seamlessly when they put it in. So we're constantly being managed because we're in the age of of uh, this is the age, this is the century of change, The twenty first century, according to academia, and all the old ideas that have been all the control freaks. Uh, I have drooled over Had to come to fruition in this century Vast population reduction For a post-consumerist And a post-productive society And, and also Into austerity and the greening thing Which means that you'll be living uh, Eating vegetables Like the old days The old feudal system And you, meat will be a very rare thing for you while the elite themselves will still be having their 20-course uh, uh, big dinner parties and so on And eating the best steaks and so on, etc, etc et But not for you Not for you, you see you don't, Your genes don't warrant it, apparently Because you're not successful Even though you might think you're successful And getting along And you have uh, you, you might think you're actually middle class Middle class is quite something else, you know A lot of folk in the U.S., surprisingly think they're middle class, whereas in the UK they would be considered a middle class in the UK system. The middle class in the UK used to mean uh, literally you always wore a suit and tie, always, and you owned your own property completely, Uh, things like that, you see so even uh, what was given to the general population to be middle class is is not really true and and the upper middle class in in, in britain were uh, were called somebodys It's a term used at royal parties when people would get, come through the door and be announced and the king or the queen Right into the, the, the 20th century would ask, well, who's, who's that? Oh, that's Mr. Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so And the king would say Is he a somebody? Because uh, you have to be a somebody To be accepted into the, uh, the lower strata Of the, that particular class The lower strata And nothing really has changed Today you have to be ruthless, psychopathic And awfully successful as a psychopath to get up there, awfully successful when you look at who rules the world and does the work because those at the top don 't believe in work they really don 't believe in work. anyone who works is not part of their themselves, and the top say one percent for instance, have managers managers who manage. The wealthy people's finances and investments for them They're more powerful, technically Than many of the more naive Of the groups that get up into that category And actually own the money They're more powerful because they have their organisations And they can meet together and, 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 And design systems of investment For all these different rich, rich people and put them into the green investments of controlling communitarian aspects of society that's coming in. That's how it's done. The people, the CEOs that manage all the big, big groups of insurance for for uh, pensions and so on, investments and things like that, they're more powerful because they again have their their groups and their circles and their clubs and organisations, and now they have a massive amount of money. Although it technically belongs to other people And they decide where it's all going to go And how it's going to go And what conditions are, are put on it when it goes To do something That's how the world is really run So it makes a mockery of this, this farce That's always pushed in your face Called democracy But democracy was always a farce The idea is utopian But the reality is always a farce You see Because you can't get a utopia with human nature being human nature Which isn't always logical There's more to us than pure logic There is emotion, lots of emotions Lots and lots of emotions And your emotions will often change According to your age group And the milestones you go through traveling through life And the wisdom acquired and so on your opinions will too on different things Even the things you condemned Often when you're, when you're young And your parents You'll end up doing the same thing yourself And you'll understand why it happened to your parents Things like that Whereas before you, you, You'd be fighting and fighting them Because you're different you see You're, you're, you're special, you're different And you you belong to the new generation, as your teachers keep telling you. Then you're getting used again for other agendas and you don't even know it. You don't know it. A good documentary to watch, by the way, is that one percent. The one percent is called. And I think it was made by the son of the Johnson and Johnson family. And he interviews his parents too, and you'll see what I'm talking about. We're really Uh, Their parents really don't know so much Those particular groups They don't know so much Of even how the money's run But they're big managers That belong to other big groups And and other big uh, families For investment They know where it's going And why it's going And they all belong to organizations They won't tell you on on the documentary They're more powerful in a sense I always think of Bernays Uh, Bernays Said that, that in the early days of marketing uh, and mass advertising and so on, he said rather than just publish and publish and publish lots of lots of leaflets to, for advertising and so on, he says send agents out, send them out into communities. But before you go do your homework, look at the phone books, see what churches are, are there as, as an example, what organizations exist, all kinds of organizations. Find out who, who's the head guy of every organization and go and see them. Get them on board. And by the way, that also means pay them under the table if need be to get them on board. And the followers that that pastor, whoever he happens to be, your community organizer, whoever he has following him, uh, will be the unwitting, unwitting dupes and tools to be used to push your agenda. That's what he said. This is a guy who advised presidents galore. And created the, the, the consumerist society Technically he was one of them it, it, it was a huge massive organization behind him He was one of the front men But it was also to, to start shaping cultures Whole cultures of nations Not just the US And also how to get them into wars And use them for wars Whole, whole nations to be used for wars For private business and he actually did it in the U.S. He used the U.S. to invade a, a place in South America. Because one of his biggest clients was the United Fruit Company. And the country had elected its own leader in a democratic election. And the people were, demanded wages and so on, better wages rather than slave wages they were getting for this private corporation that previously run the whole country, a U.S. corporation. And so, so Bernays. Uh, Created a whole movie uh, like the Path News for for cinemas, and and has bombarded them with this communist now and government communism and oh, it's on your borders the U.S. Oh, and the U.S. eventually sent troops down there, got the guy out. Nixon was here too, apparently, and and they even planted communist books on and the 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 president's uh, tables etc. to say, see he was a communist no he wasn't. And things went back to normal. The United Fruit Company, the biggest client that Bernays had, has uh, uh, as always had done afterwards. But he used the, the U.S. taxpayer to do it all for private business. And that's never stopped, by the way. Never stopped. Uh, from that era of Bernays, when he first started off, uh, he was involved in everything, including the setting up of the League of Nations for President Wilson of course, the group behind Bernays himself had bigger plans for the world. And we're living through it today. But Bernays, as I say, really paved the way openly, more openly, as to how it's done. And uh, whole instruction courses and universities and so on were based on his marketing ideas. Not just marketing, but how to manipulate whole populations of people. To buy your particular rotten product In other words, it's perception management That's the key to everything Whereas before, you see people had to come out and, and, and people who made small engines Say like generators and things like that Things that were useful They had to live on the reputation They had to create something that actually worked And was pretty good and lasted a long time Little maintenance or easy maintenance And things like that where Bernays' idea was to cheapen the product and and just tell people it's better. Oh, thousands say. Thousands say it's great. Little statements like that. Well, actually, you work. Isn't that amazing? Whereas the old ads were very staid. You can depend on us. Then they'd tell you the details why you should buy this this small engine or this lawnmower, whatever it happened to be. They'd tell you how it was built, how it was sturdy, the gauge of steel that was on it, it wouldn't just rust out in a few years The kind of engine that was in it Things like that and, uh, But then he did away with all that Until you're, you're sold the dream Here's your car on the road A, a road is a virtual road today And you're the only car on it With all these mountains and lakes to pass And all that And, and there's no cops behind you Watching the speed limit And you said, by God, it's all yours With this fancy looking piece of tin With wonderful paint on it Everyone's got a great paint job to make you buy it It looks like a car But it's not really anymore It's junk Junk With built-in obsolescence And built-in every part will just deteriorate so fast They know exactly even How many ups and downs That front shock absorber Is going to take Before it packs in They knew that back in the 60s For goodness sake That's how everything's designed But now they Don't using the Bernays techniques They've trained the public That junk is normal because it looks new And I've trained them to Just to throw out the old and buy new Even though the new one will only last two or three months And it's bust and you buy new again If it's a vacuum or whatever it happens to be Looks like a vacuum It's nice and shiny plastic Brand new Things like that How easy it is to con the people Now when they can con you so easily And have you trained now into this format They can con you with everything And they do the news has got worse since Bernays that pulled that united fruit corporation uh, stunt create his own news industry just to blacken a country and, and using propaganda and lies to and get the, get the country invaded by the u s military for its private company and it 's so far ahead now that everything is propaganda today that there 's not a i 't think there 's an article out there. That has any actual Or really, any, any real Factual basis Most of the articles today Are to program you Into accepting something Most of the articles that get this fly You'll, you'll find that It's giving you false paradigms They call it And false choices When in reality you, have, you don't have to take any choice They're giving you this or that They're both false but they both lead you up the garden path In the same direction that's how perfectly understood we are, and how perfectly manipulated we truly are. They set the choices, not you, and the opting out choice is never really there. So we're in the age of perfect management, pretty well. And if you think it's perfect now, wait until another ten years' time, if we're if we're around by that time, and uh, you, you'll see how perfectly well it's all managed. Now, they brought in the carbon taxes in California and pollution taxes, things like that. Other states are following suit. So some in the U.S. have already followed it. Canada's very quiet about it, but they'll, they'll simply do it in a very clever little way, not to cause any ripples. And uh, the public will eventually catch on through word of mouth as they get hit to the gas pumps or wherever it happens to be, whoever way they're going to pay it. And, uh, and you'll find out that way Because Canada is more of a colony It's not that colony mentality Where they don't have to tell the public very much at all It's rather strange that Australia is kind of much the same in a sense Although Australians in the last 10 years or so Are far more observant of what their governments are up to But that's the kind of that perfect management That's the key to everything And it's amazing to me with all that goes on The important things that matter to you personally are completely uh, brushed aside and forgotten with the deluge of stories, real, half-true, and fake. Because you're constantly bombarded on a daily basis with, with, with junk called news. What is news? You can make up any story and call it news. It's new. That's where the news comes from. It's new. It's a new story. And that's what they do. That's what they do. Amazing. Even though a US Supreme Court judge a few years ago, in a case involving Monsanto, said that the news doesn't have to tell the truth. There's nothing written anywhere, there's no agreement made anywhere, that news must be true. And now that you're fed propaganda with the bills in the States especially, they put through uh, the old techniques of using the Voice of America, techniques on Countries outside the U.S. for propaganda purposes can now be used all the American citizens too. They don't have to do that in Canada or Britain because they've been doing that forever. They don't have these different rules. They can do what they want, in a sense. And they do. They do. Especially when you have uh, big companies, television companies and radio companies, which are owned technically by the government. And um, every on board is sworn to secrecy at, at times as to how they operate. And they're an arm of government Very, very effective for propaganda purposes Like something else This is the age of maximizing greed Another term for profit today As taught in universities that greed is good Milton Friedman, you see And th- there's no conscience whatsoever The whole idea in commerce is to sell things It doesn't matter how what you're selling or how well or poorly it's made, just get it sold and use perception management to sell it all. Con the public, get the money, and as buyer beware time, it's their own fault if the, if the schmucks bought it. That's how it's, it's figured. That's, that's normal, normal uh, tuition today in these different fields. I mean look at cars today They're so chintzily put together Forget the nice shiny paint And nice contours etc And the lovely ads you've seen They're put together with junk Thin steel Nice thick shiny paint though Looks like it's rather solid But it's all mainly paintwork. And the rest is plastic And you can go round a new car And see everything that's going to fall apart In no time at all And you're going to pay something Like it's a mortgage to buy a car these days how they've altered the perceptions of the general population so fast and their logic and, and their critical evaluation of things so easily done in such a short span of time, really. And, um, and if something is going to start falling apart after three or five years and you're, you're still paying it off, as I say, it's about a bit of mortgage today, uh, why, why don't you just say this is junk, you know, uh, is there anything out there that's not junk? And I tell you, it's a hard thing to find things that aren't, unless you're really into big, big money. And even then, the bodies are going to rust apart and so on. However, the guy I mentioned earlier who uh, had this TV show on autos and so on, apparently is not completely enthused by all the, the eco stuff that's coming through for the cars. Absolutely enthused Naturally enthused He gets paid for being enthused By the big manufacturers himself And he says Oh yeah And we're on the road To smaller engines You see For it to be eco-friendly Smaller engines But they'll still be In rather mid-size or even large-sized vehicles because they're really going to turbocharge them. You know, blast more air into the, uh, the intakes and that'll give the impression uh, that, it's, that it's, it's zippy and all the rest of it. But let me tell you something. You see, I was brought up in Britain and Britain was always making small cars for the people. And these small cars, generally little four-cylinder jobs, then just burned out in about 70,000 miles, sometimes before it. Because it's high RPM. Everyone's moving much faster to go at the same speed. And the laws of physics You go know, through them all, and it simply wears them up much, much faster. Very simple, folks. You can, you can soup up a Honda 50cc to do 100 mile an hour. It's been done in the past. Something the size of a moped, but uh, it'll burn it out in no time at all. You just can't get past that. Have the capacity or you don't And the other thing this guy was enthused about Was they're going to bring in aluminum bodies Oh, aluminum Aluminum bodies It'd be slightly hardened aluminum Which will crack right along its length If you get a little knock But, uh, I mean, never mind trying to paint aluminum You get special acid primers and things To get you to stick to it But salt Salt will destroy aluminum In no time at all The winter roads will destroy it completely And you're going to get all the, the Different electrical things happening with it With with the dissimilar metals As, as you bolt this to any kind of steel Whatsoever All, all this burn holes around The, the, the bolts This is a, an improvement Meaning, and the countries are all on board For the big car, because the car manufacturers Never mind The cheap bauxite where, where they make Aluminum from across Africa And that's really dirt cheap for them uh, the the pro- their prices won't go down though, even though their their profits will go way up, uh, making it a lot cheaper again. Uh, but the thing is that um, your car will fall apart faster if you buy another one. You see, so it's good for business for them. Everything under eco is a racket, a complete racket. It really is, a complete racket. These astonished me, but when I first saw American cars, little boat type cars, big long things with wonderful suspensions on them. And these things would, could ride a- along the roads and, and never feel a bump, generally, not like today. And, uh, and of course, gas at that time was cheap in the US for sure. But uh, those things were, were, were had transcontinental cars. They could literally go coast to coast across thousands and thousands of miles because they were designed for that big engines. V8s, things like that. So it lasts longer that way. You can't do. You can do the same thing with a small car. Sure, you can do it. Put enough cash into it, and the manufacturing churn out something and go coast to coast. But then it gets from coast to coast. It's going to be burned out in the engine department and other things as well. You can't get away from the higher revolutions per minute. Can't do a small engine to get the same speed and so on. But these are the cons that are pooled in society all, all along And that's why the big corporations are all on board with this eco-stuff Because it means more money for them, bigger profits And selling you even worse junk They'll have to be replaced even faster than the present junk they sell you I can remember a guy in Britain a long time ago uh, Who was on television Who I was so fed up with the, the nonsense problems with vehicles Especially rust because in Britain, the Ford company, especially, was notorious for it, and they had been charged many times at the time for for even they showed you hidden cameras that were or cameras that guys would put over the walls and uh, plants and and the yards and plants, and you could see them being brought out of the of the where the bodies had been welded together, and they'd leave them outside in the rain, no no primer nothing on them, uh, and there, and to get rust started. In the vehicles, that was the normal procedure And, and then another time we did it in the, in the plant, same plant You saw a, a one of the foremen And he had a, a a chisel And he was scraping it Just below the windshield wiper blades On the metal there Cause that's, And everybody had noticed that's where this particular model all, all started rusting Things like that But what do you see in the ads? Oh, a car you couldn't trust Hmm all that kind of stuff this is again getting back to what i said before but human nature this is human nature because we're not just logical and believe you me the whole legal system which is also a big con as well uh, run often by criminals themselves and monopolies but the thing is the traits are, are all throughout humanity how to How to keep your job by showing initiative (laughs) Like scraping (laughs) Scraping brand new chassis To make sure they start rusting But um, that's that's a guaranteed way You get promotion in some of these companies But but, uh, human nature too uh, Is cunning It's very cunning and very deceptive Very often and as the culture goes down this hole into complete greed factor, and it has been for a long time, uh, the worse it becomes, these traits come to the fore. That, that's why big bank managers are given sometimes quite a few million dollars bonus at Christmas and things like that. We're really, they're supposed to be out of business, it takes care of other folks' money. And the money at one time you used to go back to the people who deposited their cash, not anymore, as you well know. You live in the age of greed is good Greed is good So now you've got plastic cars with aluminum chassis And, and frames And uh, good luck folks Good luck you better, get, you better look for something that's still made of steel right now It's not in bad shape Because probably by the year 2021 uh, You'd be lucky to get a car at all That can actually drive And last for more than a, a two or three years That's how things really are but we're living in a planned system. Every area of your life has been planned. As I say, a communitarian must get pushed through rapidly. And it has been pushed through, by the way. With all their smart cities run by smart people who are all part of the smart education and their own smart categories and smart universities. uh all to manage you because you are the human herd, as they say. That's what they call us, the herd, managing the herd. Now, Singapore is a test site for many things that are put across the world eventually uh, because it's a small, uh, well-managed little society. And this article is from CNET, and it says, Singapore plans to be the world's first smart nation. And the city-state unveils plans for sensors that can help manage traffic congestion, detect air pollutants, and even remind you to take your trash out. Uh, So it says... uh, the new plan aims to turn Singapore into the world's first smart nation, unveiled by the island states. Infocom Development Authority is called IDA, isn't that sweet? Eh? At the opening of the uh, Communic Asia trade show today, trials begin soon in the Jurong Lake District, a new urban hub about 40 minutes from the city centre. Above ground boxes connected to fibre optic lines will be deployed across the country at streetlights or bus stops. The new boxes can be hooked up to sensors that can detect air pollutants, heavy rainfall or traffic jams One particularly Singaporean Singaporean ideas for sensors that can report how full rubbish bins are Paired with cameras that can detect litter and remind litter bugs to pick up their trash I knew, I knew folk years ago that went there for a visit And, uh, and literally if, if a bit of paper falls out of your pocket when you're pulling your wallet out or something Not you need your wallet anymore most of them, I think it's like the first cashless people in uh, a nation Then... It's like you just committed a murder or something. That's a huge crime there. It's like a police state. And you need your ID card long before nine eleven 11 happened across the world. You need your ID card there to get on buses and trains and everything else. It's all cashless, you see. But it says, given the country's tiny landmass, not much bigger than the city of San Francisco, it sounds more like a smart city. But while the scenario sounds tailor-made for a happy civic society, privacy remains a concern, as does funding. Well, the thing is you see that all the cell phone stuff, all the data is being funneled through uh, into all the agencies there and security agencies and so on as they bring everything together, their fiber, internet access systems and cell phone systems. But, uh, and they've even made it cheaper there to, to get very high speed internet to go. I think it's one gigabits per second service similar to that offered by Google Fiber. And you can get it for 50 bucks uh, a month. Which is, uh, yeah, it's 50, yeah, it's about 50 bucks US. So that's how they do things. That's how they get folk to go. Same, we, we, we all know this too. They make it a bit cheaper to start with, and you'll say, God, that's really cheap. When they give you it free, beware. But watch, what anything that's free is a big con to get info from you. They call them mouse traps. They bait it, saying it's free, and everybody rushes in like crazy. Or they give you it cheap but it's not to suit and you're paying so government agencies can monitor you quite amazing isn't it but uh, that's the that's a singapore one too and then this article 2 it's, it says uh, smart city sensors ready for rollout KCTL's web summit it says we've put sensors on 40 bikes in Dublin, Ireland And right now they're feeding back As does data about pollution, traffic congestion You name it, says the PCH boss And uh, it says uh, uh, Casey, the founder of $1 billion turnover PCH has predicted a smart city sensor project Demonstrated at the Dublin Web Summit Could be rolled out in cities around the world it Said PCH has invested in the project along with the Tyndall National Institute, the TSSG Waterford and the National College of Art and Design, and Vodafone Ireland. This is a phenomenal project. We put sensors on 40 bikes in Dublin. Right now they're feeding back us data about pollution, traffic congestion, and you name it. There's so many applications coming from Ireland. You can see it being big in Chinese cities, but why stop there? Every city needs this, he says. You think it's all so you can see how much pollution's around? Do you really think that? Do you really believe that rubbish? Hmm? And it says, um, Kieran Drain, strange name that, Kieran, Kieran Drain, Drain, eh? Is it the brain drain? Chief executive of Tyndall said, This is a smart city. The sensors we're trialling in Dublin today are small, uh, but we'll get them even smaller and lighter. Knowing about air quality and traffic all over the city can help cities plan better, really. For what? also said the trials called the City Sense Project has lots of implications for individuals. If you've got bad asthma, it can tell you whether you should get out. How many folk have asthma? Hmm? If you want to go to work quickly, it can tell you what the traffic is like in real time. Kiesa said he'd visited the Tyndall National Institute many times and wanted to introduce its research to startups going through PCH's accelerator in San Francisco called Highway 1. Tindall has so many ideas, uh, we can help be commercialized. He said, we want our entrepreneurs to tap into the phenomenal things they are doing. You think it's all about pollution, do you really believe that? Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. It's all part of the totalitarian system of of complete observation and the totalitarian um, information system we're living under today to get better and better for those very, very purposes. Quite some, and also, everybody forgets this because we're bombarded with news. As I say, most of it's hyped to terrify you, uh, and that always takes the biscuit because folk, hum, human people will always go to uh, things that terrify you uh, before you look at any other story because you're scared stiff. You see, you might save yourself. That's how, but you think naturally if you if you if you, if you read the terrifying or listen to the terrifying stuff first. You see. But um, when you're doing all that You're missing all the other things That are really going to hit you Because the terrifying stuff generally doesn't materialise Everything Everything's done incrementally As you're trained and trained And you adapt and adapt But it says Tens of thousands of inner city Brisbane residents Have woken this morning To the stark reality of life Inside the G20 red zone Where flying kites and carrying eggs Could attract increased scrutiny From thousands of extra police the declared zone stretching from the South Bank to Kelvin Grove at Bowen Hills, Fortitude Valley and Woolungaba has been established in a bid to stop the violence that crippled other G20 cities like Toronto in 2010, where police were overwhelmed by the mass disorder which included rioters, torching cars, trashing businesses and attacking officers. As his residents suggested the news, fences and barricades began going up around South Brisbane as streets became no-go zones. And it says um, the six thousand strong police force they're, they're putting up for this will be armed with additional powers from today, as fifteen hundred interstate and international recruits, interesting international recruits for the cops, are briefed and formally sworn in as part of a special G twenty police force. So now you've got a, a G twenty police force, folks, international. Is that something? Eh? People face fines up to five thousand five hundred dollars. For possessing any of the 70 prohibited items inside the red zone Which include weapons, handcuffs, explosives and some placards Well, with weapons and handcuffs and explosives They have to put all the cops out because they can't get in they only ones with them And it says this list also includes less obvious threats Such as reptiles and surfboards As well as household items including eggs, cans and glass jars those trying to uh, work inside the heavily guarded, restricted zone at South Bank around major hotels will face military-style checkpoints. There's democracy for you. And that's one they mentioned here in Toronto in 2010. I remember, uh, and it was on the web, of course, because people would, luckily enough can, can photograph an awful lot of stuff today. But uh, they, they actually hear the cops saying that uh, that the rights inside the area were completely suspended and that this wasn't part of Canada During this whole meeting The area around there wasn't a part of Canada So you didn't have rights if you were into it Democracy, people still vote, you know Still vote Isn't that astonishing? Yeah. So it's called the Red Zone And it says um, It's all about really what they can't bring in and so on That's all of what it's about Crowd managing, management, uh, public order, uh, motorcades, etc., etc. So, and they their big meals. You know, the twenty-course meals. These big meals because they generally have that at least twenty courses uh, as they start talking about how to implement uh, austerity amongst the, the you know the the general masses. Normal stuff, you see, and also. What's really interesting uh, that's getting missed by most folk is the the big test, or, uh, they call it stress tests, that, that the big banks were put, were told to put on them by the Bank for International Settlements and the IMF to test them supposedly uh, so they won't get have an, an immediate other crash. But they know they're going to have another crash, of course. And the stress tests were all part of deceivers ready to crash because you see uh, the bail-ins uh, go into law. Uh, They're activated on January the 1st, next year, just just in a couple of months' time. That's going to be in in vogue, and uh, they'll start grabbing all your cash at the bank for their investors, but they'll take all the depositors' money. Uh, It's normally called theft, but not when you make it legal, so it's not called theft anymore. Anything that's illegal uh, hasn't been passed is okay. It's quite amazing you run the legal system, isn't it? Just by changing words, something that's forbidden and and, and illegal becomes legal. It depends who you are, though, of course, and who's doing something. But it says the European Central Bank has published previously secret correspondence in which it pressed the Irish government to seek a financial bailout. And it's from the BBC. It says, the bank's former president, Jean-Claude Trichet, wrote to the Irish finance minister in November 2010. He threatened to cut off emergency funding to the country's bank. There's there's choices for you. Mm -hmm. Trichet said the support could only continue if the Irish government made a written commitment that it would seek financial support. So you had to put a commitment that you would seek financial support letters the France Minister Brian Lenihan, Who has since died said there should be a commitment to fiscal consolidation Which means austerity or cuts in public spending and tax increases To reduce the government's borrowing needs This, this, this European Union has been wonderful, isn't it? With its European Central Bank and all that Dictating to all the other countries it's, We've had such bliss since then This utopia is a hero Folk just don't notice it They're too busy worrying and going into austerity Mrs. Ireland applied for financial help two days later and has received loans from the European Union, the International Monetary Fund, and some individual countries, including Britain. The total foreign assistance agreed was sixty seven point five billion pounds, which is I guess fifty two point eight billion uh, British pounds. I'm not sure no, it's euros. Sixty seven point five billion euros, which is fifty two point eight billion pounds. Though in the event it was not all paid out. So blackmail is blackmail. What kind of choice is that, you know? What kind of choice is that? And who encouraged them all to give up the big big banks now and to give all these loans out in the first place? The same group that's now demanding that they sign these agreements. That's that's quite amazing, isn't it? But they don't make these things illegal, all this this blackmailing stuff and so on. And then South Africa suffers another credit rating downgrade as well, which is nothing new uh, because they want to... Uh, You understand, uh, this article actually says, uh, BBC again, the ratings agency Moody's has downgraded South Africa's sovereign debt rating. We've just all forgotten that Moody's and and a few other ones, Standard and Poor and so on, all have other big clients. They don't work for free, uh, if that's what you think, and, and give out all these stats about things. They have big clients, and the big clients are often the big, big banks that lend out, you see. So if they can get Moody's to downgrade a country, then that country's government, when it borrows money, must pay a higher interest rate when it's been downgraded. This is great for the big banks, the international money lenders. It's everything. Is such a racket. It really is. Such a racket. Quite some, isn't it? Quite some. Uh, what can you do, eh? And I meanwhile, well, too, uh, it says that they're blaming the South African miners, you know, the guys that are down the mines there and getting all the diamonds out for the rich corporations and things, uh, and they get paid pennies, but they're asking for demanding more money. So what do they do? This is this is again blackmail again. Oh, well, the country is going under if you don't get back to work you know, and and probably get a pay loss. <laughs> that's how it will work out. You find that's how things always work out And democracies. You know, quite some. And also, this little article here, too, is from a a site called Alice Through the Looking Glass. It says, uh, children count, survey in a world that counts. It says, says, uh, concerns have been raised by a local councillor about a controversial children's survey for 9 to 16-year-olds, which he feels are inappropriate and intrusive. Councillor Tom Marshall has been questioned when the survey includes questions about drug takings for 9-year-olds. Relationships with parents, thieving, knives, and drugs. But also, by the way, it has things there about anal sex. Asking if the children have had it yet. I, I guess I'll put them into rehab if they haven't, because apparently it's the end thing. It says, Speaking to the news, uh, Claire Marshall said these surveys are akin to unsolicited phone calls that are received, and are an unsolicited intrusion to family circumstances. It's all data collection as they get into that. What's going on in the families? Eh? The language is inappropriate for a number of children Questions regarding thieving thieving and drugs Are being presented almost as if these activities Are normalised Many parents would be most unhappy That there's any suggestion that their children Are in the minority for not even contemplating These things, and that's true Especially if it's the politically correct things That they're pushing to do with sex and things like that All kinds of sex and stuff You see, if they're not doing it, there's something wrong with them Apparently Amazing how normals are always changed at 180 degrees Like fads, you see Isn't it? One time they burnt witches And now they've got their organisations everywhere yeah. And they're all new agey and, and trendy hmm. It says questions yeah. on relationships with parents and guardians Are clearly inappropriate And can be used to instigate the name person With interventions at some point in the future They've got GERFIC there too, and I've read the articles many times in the past. Go into the archive section at cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you can read those, those particular articles because uh, Scotland's definitely a testbed for for intrusion into, again, um, smart management of families, you see. Meaning your betters will well, 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 basically, the state, are, in, in other words, will uh, literally rear you from birth to death. With, now you're with you're appointed counselors that, that go in there uh, for every child born there. Quite, uh, smart, isn't it? Very smart. And the parents will be sitting back like the peasantry As these people strut in the door And uh, write to the child and off to do whatever they do with them Which probably isn't very pleasant at all knowing them Because there's an awful lot of pervs out there these days Especially in those kind of fields But that's the life we live in folks And you're looking for sanity in it Are you looking for sanity? When 9-11 happened that night on the radio I said, I said, the hardest thing from now on Because I knew all the whole agenda was going to get rammed through the hardest thing from now Under the guise of terrorism of course uh, The hardest thing from now on Will be to hold on to your sanity As we go through all of this and It's going to be for the rest of your lives As you're updated and reprogrammed To adapt into the next step and the next step And so many different areas of your life You see and It's all done by smart people Working for smart organisations And your smart little community And you give them all their data On your smartphone, etc, etc Smart Smart's got a double meaning too It means when someone, if, you, if someone strikes you It can smart, it can hurt Think about it folks All these folks are hurting you And you don't even know it Think about it Well I hope you're all surviving out there As we're plunging into the winter With our new the new terminology They keep coming out with uh, The solar vortexes and, and northern polar vortexes And Oh, my goodness, it sounds all sci-fi, doesn't it? As the north wind comes down from the North Pole and blasts all with cold air because apparently the North Pole's melting. Uh, 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 you know, which I, I would have thought it got warmer if that was it But no, oh, no, it's, it's getting it's getting colder, you see. It's like O'Brien in Orwell's 1984. As he says to Winston, when Winston's really out on it, he's been tortured and drugged Never knows. And Brian, the torturer, says, If I, if I tell you Winston, I can fly, then I can fly, and you'll believe it. You see? That's where we are today. Don't use logic, however you do, because it doesn't come into the picture. You mean, in fact, logic was trained out you at junior school. The teacher doesn't want your logic on things, they have agendas to put forth, it's called the curriculum. And you get, your, get the proper brainwashing to be approved And get that quality approval stamp As they pass you a little certificate That means you're fit enough and dumb enough To work in their system You see So life's a bit of a joke As I say Definitely a bit of a joke If you stand back and just sort of look at it And it's getting crazier all the time As O'Brien teaches you That he, he, he can fly if he wants to And you know you can't Because you're just a little old Jew and East Asia is our ally today and he'll be our enemy tomorrow. And if you, say, if you parrot him on that, you'll say, oh no, East Asia has always been our ally. You can't win, you see, by using uh, the facts that they hand to you to debate using your logic. You can't win. It's not meant that you win. You're meant to be trained to doubt your own logic. That's the whole point of it all perception management, not what is. But how are you gonna perceive it? You see? Well, from hearing from message from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean your God your gods go with you.